We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, the Aaron Jones edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Furrich, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher, Dusty Evely. What is going on, guys? We got some stuff to talk about. Things are happening in the NFL, but before we get into it, Dusty, what is going on with you, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, doing pretty well. Kind of getting back into the writing game, game and uh, digging into some old Packers stuff. And it's, you know, feeling good. And today, you know, granted, you know, it's it's kind of an insane day around the league uh, with the cap stuff and a whole bunch of guys, you know, not making it, making it mean they're going to be free agents and all that stuff. So, like, kind of a wild day today uh, from an NFL standpoint that was uh, that was kind of fun to follow along with. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Sarah, how you doing? pretty good as well um you know there's there's a lot going on things were quiet for a little bit and then all of a sudden it was like every time i logged on to twitter there was something new there that ian rapport had reported about so excited to break it all down and chat with you guys like we do every week so looking forward to that yes give me a lot of fun there's there's packers news there's nfl news there's everything and in between that's going on so First things first, Devin Funches is going to at least make the offseason roster with the Packers. That's uh, pretty clear. He took uh, roughly a 750k pay cut to stick in Green Bay after opting out for the first year. So, I mean, yes, happy. What, what are what are the initial thoughts, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, sure. Let let's see how it works. That that video of him playing basketball was crazy. He looks like he's definitely in shape and. Obviously, after a year off, he, you know, he's probably ready to go and a little eager to play some football. So I think it'll be fun to mix up the wide receiver room a little bit um, and see what happens. Obviously, he's willing to catch some passes from Aaron Rodgers to take that big of a pay cut. And we'll see how it goes. I don't think it's a, there's any like cons to it. If it works out, then great. If it doesn't, it's like, oh, OK, it didn't work out. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same mind. Uh, kind of honestly, same mind as when he signed because it was kind of low money 
then and it was a we'll see what he has we'll see let's kind of see what shakes here and uh, if he finds a role he does and if not then they cut him they're not really out anything so I feel kind of the same way but like sarah said that basketball video showed up of him i think just today i mean that's i know that's the first time i saw it of him just talking just wholesale amounts of garbage and backing <laughs> it up with just dunking in faces and blocking everyone that came into the lane like just a, a tremendous amount of fun to watch that so i was telling you guys i kind of did it a pretty quick 180 because I was actually thinking about Funchess just even last week and like well with MVS he's got his role and EQ you know he's got a little bit of a role and there's obviously Adams like if Funchess is back like what exactly does he provide what does he give you there aside from just a little bit of depth like wide receiver five and then I saw that video I was like oh okay okay yeah no he's he's, <laughs> he's gonna bring something so yeah I mean realistically if he shows up and gives you something man that's that's amazing that's huge and then if not you're not really out any money so it's it's kind of a in a really good situation with him. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I legit saw him take his first dunk, and I was kind of like, well, all right, uh, <laughs> there's a wide receiver, too, on the outside to pair with Devontae. This could go well. So, yeah, again, as we discussed last week, it's very easy for Packers fans to talk themselves into anything they really want. So, uh, But, oh, I mean, as you guys both said very clearly, let's see what he can bring low money low uh low risk so exciting stuff for the packers that he will be back but in other news aaron jones was not tagged by the packers so did not get the franchise tag that deadline has passed it's not going to happen however the the uh, reports came out and said that apparently packers are still trying to resign him at this stage and that they have offered him a deal, had offered him a deal of over nine plus million dollars. Uh, and Dusty, Sarah, we both kind of had, or all three of us had kind of talked about how this potentially could just be a recycling of the story from where they had offered him top five money and maybe they're just throwing a number on it at this point. But out of the two of you, do you guys, does anybody expect Aaron Jones to actually resign with the Packers? No. He gone. No. He gone. Okay. Yeah. He's right. loving to death, but he's gone. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's uh he's looking from what uh, the report was, he's looking to get like twelve plus million a year like that. The Dalvin Cook, the Alvin Kamara money, and I have a crazy feeling that somebody in free agency probably is gonna be paying him. So Ryan Grant um, literally tweeted at him, go get paid, young man, added him on Twitter and said, <laughs> you deserve it. And then Aaron Jones tweeted, my guy, with the 100% emoji back <laughs> at him. So <laughs> he's gone. Now, like, I already knew this was coming, like we've talked about. And then when I saw that tweet, I'm like, yep, okay, there it is. That's the clarity that I needed. This is over. And now we need to move on. So. Very sad, but I mean... It is. It's one of those things like the the running back market, like you, you only you normally get that one big contract. And I, I'm it sucks that he'll most likely be leaving the Packers, but I'm unbelievably happy for him. He deserves to get paid. And it, it just it, the only thing that pisses me off is that Mike McCarthy wasted two years of his career. That's the only thing. So we'll, we'll take it back two years from when we started the podcast, all three of us together, where I would rant and yell about how. Why are we? Why why aren't the Packers using Aaron Jones more? So, with that, we have a. I don't know what to call this because we we found one story uh, coming from NBC Sports Edge saying that there's reports that the salary cap is at most going to be 183 million dollars. And Dusty, you were the one who found this, and we haven't really seen it anywhere else, right? Now, I, I tried to trace it back a little bit. Um, I tried to trace it back a little bit as I could. But, yeah, it sounds like there's a source, maybe two sources, and they're also citing uh, – and we had talked about this. I can't remember when this came out, that it was the salary cap floor was set at 180. At the time, it was assumed the ceiling probably won't be much higher. And now there's a source, an unnamed source, it seems like a single source, saying it's going to be 183, which backs up the assumption that was made at the time. So it's like to me, it's one of those. It's it's so much speculation, which is insane to me. Where the salary cap stuff, or the, the not salary cap stuff, the franchise tag had to be done like 
yesterday um there's still not a set cap and we're still speculating on it so i mean it, based on and there's just a wild thing because even yesterday or two days ago the DAC stuff came out and that was maybe jerry jones's inside information of what how the cap's going to move based on new tv money and then a, then a day later it's what's well, not going to be above 183 it's just it's maybe it's going to be 183 they said there's a source it's the only place I really saw reporting it. I think I saw a couple other places that were referencing that initial report. Uh, it still just seems like wild speculation, which is crazy to me because I think the league year starts on March 17th. So we're a week away from the start of the league year and we don't have a set cap yet. Um, so right now, I guess we assume 183 because that's a report we saw, but there's nothing nothing official on that as of right now. Yeah, I and I actually texted, uh, not texted, but I DM Ken, uh, Ken Inglis, who was huge in the Packers cap, and I was like, dude, when are they going to finalize the cap? Like that was my only question for him. That was it. Uh, and he legit got back to me. He goes, I know, right? But he did. He, he did come back and said, uh, the NFLPA put out a memo today to the agents that read basically saying, it's not great, but look at the things we did to prevent it from being worse. Um, and he said he is expecting he's expecting an announcement this week. So I mean, you would think with the, what the seventeenth is what next? It's a, it's gonna be it, this is next the, Wednesday? when this is coming out. It's a week from today. Yeah, yeah, a week from today. So you, yeah, I would I guess I would hope that that would happen. <laughs> um, I like the idea the, of the, the league year starting. Everyone be like, well, we just think it's going to be around this amount. Uh, we hope. We don't know. Go ahead. Or, do your thing. Or that one year we're like, hey, there's no salary cap. So all these teams are spending like, but if you spend too much, we're going to penalize you. <laughs> that. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun. So, uh, however, this does get me to an, like an old man like rant because you know dust before we started recording dusty was making fun of me for not having hair and that was a good time that we all had but it, it just get it, like i started thinking about um the salary cap and how everything everything that's going on with pandemic and everything and i'm like you know what the nfl it's they're really being jet uh, i don't even know what i can say like i will all i want to do is swear um <laughs> And now I realize that this is a family-friendly podcast, so I can't do that. But the NFL, they're not being nice people right now because you think they've been making hand, money hand over fist year after year after year off of these players, and that's all they do. And then if they don't like it, they throw them aside. They set them up for wor the worst deals out of MLB, out of NBA, and all these things. Like they don't guarantee all their contracts. It's none of this. Like there's nothing good about it for the players. And yet they have one down year, and they're like, "Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. you guys gotta, you guys gotta pay for this. This is your fault. You gotta, you're not gonna make as much money. We're not gonna pay you that much this year. Maybe we'll ease it back while they are getting monstrous contracts from these people that want to 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 to, to project the games for TV on the internet, all this kind of stuff. So like, it's just it to me like you think you think about it on the big scale, it's infuriating. It is infuriating that they're taking this stance and, you know, it, it goes back and forth between the whole concept of a being a fan of a team and siding with the like billionaire owner versus siding with the the players. And that's a concept I still won't understand why people why people go that way, but just on, honestly just pisses me off to think that they are they're scaling back the salary cap after one year of of maybe taking a little bit of a loss but you know two three decades of just making a crap ton of money so that's the end of my rant that that's all i got uh but it just it it really pisses me off at this point but i still love the nfl so who the hell knows what i'm doing <laughs> It's a weird position, man. It's a weird position. I know. I know. What? When do I ever make any sense on? This no, podcast? I'm saying. Listen, I I agree with every single thing you said. It is. It's just a weird thing that we're in. You're like you say. You're you're cheering for the team, which means millionaire owners because we're just talking about. Well, you don't sign running backs. Well, but you want him to get paid, and you kind of want him on your team. But it's it's just a. It's just weird. It's just all the way around. I feel weird. But yeah, I agree with everything you said in that rant. Uh, okay, so there have been a lot of moves now. Uh, people not getting, uh, players not getting the uh, franchise tag and 
finding out who's going to be a free agent. So I've got a list of now very available free agents that technically the Packers could go after, but they're probably not going to. But <laughs> we're going to play a little game called uh, Wish List versus Reality. So I'm going to list off the now very available free agents. And if money wasn't an issue, you can pick one. And if realistically money is an issue, you can pick one more. So we our list will start with Shaq Barrett. Uh, they've got Joe Thune, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, Lawson, Galladay, Bud Dupree, Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, Hunter Henry, Coco Beware, Janu Smith, Richard Sherman, Matt Milano, William Jackson, Jameis Winston, and Jadavian Clowney. And then I was going to add the last one, um, the guy from the Titans, the cornerback who just got cut. Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Butler. If money is not an issue, who is the one guy out of that list you guys are going to bring on? Sarah, we're going to start with you. Well, obviously, Aaron Jones. In a perfect world, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Money is not an issue, and you're bringing a running back in? Well, it would make my heart happy, but <laughs> you asked me my personal opinion, so that's what I'm saying. In my perfect world, Aaron Jones doesn't leave the Packers, but I like it. Gonna- I have no issues. Sorry. Sorry, I care, Steve. Sorry. Dude, I've been beating the Aaron Jones drum for years. Don't start with me. But this is, you have unlimited cash, and you're like, nah, I need to pay a running back. I'm, I'm with Sarah. I like it. I like it. I like it, Sarah. I mean, I'm not with Sarah because I'm not feel, picking the same person. I, I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like you're doing this just to screw with me. <laughs> I'm not picking the same person. But I don't I don't hate the idea. Um I'm I'm going. Listen, can go a lot of different ways. I'm going Kenny Galladay. Uh, I love me some offense, and Kenny, Kenny Galladay is a monster. So uh, give me Kenny Galladay, please, and thank you. I think I'm going to go with Joe Thune. I want that offensive line to be just stacked, uh, especially the Aaron Rodgers getting a little bit older. I want you know Elton Jenkins, uh, and especially if there's going to be an issue at center, and we don't know who's going there. So you can have you can have Debach, you can have Jenkins whoever they move to center Thune and then um, and then Turner on the outside. Like I, I like Galladay. That was a, my initial thought process was I would go him. And then I also had the thoughts of another pass rusher. Like if Preston Smith might be moved, if uh, he might be cut, like there's been all sorts of things going on. Like then, you know, pass rusher is always a good thing, but yeah, I, th- I think Thune would be the guy for me. So if, if money is not an issue. Now, going back to reality, are there any guys on this list that you guys think would be a good fit for the Packers? Dusty, on you. let's start with you. So some of these guys, I have no idea, like, market rate, what that's going to go, because they have to be something relatively low dollar. Um, short term, maybe a one-year prove-it deal, you know, maybe just a couple years. But it's got to be low money just, just due to the cap situation, which, again, we're all assuming on. So, um, you know, someone like, like Johnny Smith or Corey Davis, I feel like that price is going to be relatively high, although the market's kind of flooded with wide receivers. Like, Corey Davis is a guy I would absolutely love, but I think just based on we're going to go to running backs here, uh, maybe he's got a higher price tag on him than I think. Uh, Kenyon Drake would be perfect, man. Like, especially with uh, A.J. Dillon back there doing A.J. Dillon things this next year. And then Kenyon Drake is more the kind of the receiving guy out of that backfield. I would absolutely love that. So I have no idea. Again, maybe, maybe he's priced out. I have no idea what his price tag looks like. But it feels like he probably wouldn't be that high. So I think Kenyon Drake would be a nice fit. I think if I can take a chance on somebody – on this list, William Jackson the third, uh, you know, cornerback from the Bengals. If Kevin King is going to be walking, which I think is something that not a lot of people are talking about at this point, but Kevin King walks, you have a very vacant uh, cornerback two position, and I think there's, you know, as Dusty said, you you're looking for somebody maybe who's looking at a prove it deal, uh, grab him for a one year kind of transition while they draft somebody, draft probably two guys maybe for that for the cornerback room and and go from there. Like, I, I mean, there's plenty of guys I would love for the Packers. It's just 
you know, the these guys are some of these guys off this list are just like the top tier. Like Will Fuller has been mentioned by the Packers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But, uh, you know, I feel like he's probably going to get some some big money. Curtis Samuel, the same thing. Those are some wide receivers I think would be a great fit. But reality-wise, like, I just don't know how much the Packers could actually do with it. So, out of that list, I think, you know, uh, William Jackson would be a good one. Uh, if if Jadavian Clowney wants to take a, a proof-it deal for the <laughs> Packers, okay, sign me up. But I don't see that one happening, so. I was just thinking kind of like another prove it deal as well. And I had a stat and I don't know where it went. I can't find it now, but just, I was, I was thinking about with Ngake and like what could happen there. I just feel like there might still be something that last season we didn't see it. Um, so that could be if like, you know, there's some money lying around and he's willing to take a pay cut, maybe just sign him to a one year deal and see how it goes. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right. Time for uh, fan questions. So we asked you guys and uh, some good stuff came through this week. So we'll, we'll have a lot of fun here. First one up, we have Keith. I have been struggling to get my hands on a PS5. So my question is, how far would you go to get something you really wanted? literally and metaphorically dusty i know this one you know went right straight to your heart so let's uh we'll start with you stab a drifter man kidding i'm kidding i'm looking at faces uh Ooh. i don't know you, you know what's really fun to joke about murder that's a really fun thing now to joke now about. now steve did not say murder i said stab i said stab uh i think uh of murdering I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure like things that like like I really really want and I have a hard time thinking of so like, I don't get up really really early on a day when I could sleep in you know what I mean something like that like I, I don't, I'm trying to think of like I would I would drive a long distance I would drive if there's something I really really want like not in the middle of a pandemic I'd drive cross country for something something like that you know what I mean like I'd, I'd, I'd sacrifice but I don't I don't know that I'd do anything like crazy like i really i also would like a ps5 i'm not doing anything for it i'm just i hope i can find one eventually so (laughs) 
Yeah, this question didn't speak to me the way it spoke to Dusty because I'm like scared of the wind. So um, there's not like I wouldn't really go out of my way to be like, hmm, I'm going to do this or that and be really daring because I would get freaked out and just be nervous about it the whole time. So I'm going to go with I would just search really hard um, on, <laughs> on the Internet. On the internet. <laughs> in the safety of my home and not have to go anywhere. So that that's going to be my answer because I would be too nervous to go out and adventure like that. Okay. So I'm sorry. You just said you're scared of the wind. It's just like, a. can form. you please elaborate on that? No, I'm not actually scared of the wind. I'm just saying like things freak me out pretty easily. So like uh, something that like that. Could oh, it was a metaphor. Yeah. I see. Okay. There we go. It wasn't literally, even though he said literally. Well, the question says literally. <laughs> and metaphorically. That was the metaphorically part of the question. Literally was me searching on the web. So. <laughs> uh, I would not go as far as Dusty as to stab a drifter for mm-hmm. anything that I wanted. Um, I mean, I've done... I think when the Nintendo, the little mini Nintendos came out, I was going kind of crazy trying to find one because I knew my wife was a my my wife was a big Super Mario fan, and so I wanted to figure out a way to get one of those for Christmas. So I was messaging people. I was willing to pay. I think I was willing to pay over market for them. So I mean, I think they were out at like sixty bucks, and I paid a hundred, and then I paid a dude thirty bucks to mod it and get. 600 games on it as opposed to the like 15 that originally came on it which i will say was unbelievably worth it because i have 600 games on it and i have uh the updated well not updated but uh, it was but like 2017 tecmo super bowl and it's got like rogers it's got jordy nelson it's 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 pretty awesome so uh you can play that so like Dusty said, I think I would be willing to travel for a couple of things that I like, you know, bourbon and stuff like that. I'm always willing if it's a if it's a good deal or something along those lines. I'm willing to travel a little bit, not super far. I guess it depends on how much I really want something. But when you have kids and stuff and a wife at home, like it's kind of like, hey, I'm gonna go drive 17 hours to go pick this thing up and then come back home. Like, yeah, that doesn't really work anymore. I uh, I don't think I can do that kind of stuff. So. Unfortunately, I will not stab anybody to go get anything hmm. that I really you know, want. Don't want it bad enough. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got a question from Matt Pickett. And, Dusty, I'm going to have you explain this one because Matt Matt had this whole thing, concept of fill in the blanks. And I read the question like 17 times, and I still didn't grasp, grasp the concept of it. But you had a good good theory yeah. behind it. So yeah, no, it's a good concept. You- I think trying to uh, trying to read it and fill in the blanks in this setting, I feel like it would be a little confusing. But but the the concept, the overall concept is this: is what what article or not articles? What announcers are there out there that you feel like most Packers fans hate because of a specific reason, but you don't you don't hate them for that reason, or you don't hate them? And then on the other side of that who is an announcing team or announcer that you don't like for whatever reason. So um, I guess I'll start with it because why not? Um, I, it's just, I think it, it's just because the Packers get them a lot because you know, they're, they're big team, they're popular, they're good. And so they get the primetime slot a lot. So they get Buck and Aikman a lot. I feel like, a lot of Packers fans hate Buck and Aikman. I feel like just just hearing Joe Buck, I think every team hates him because you feel like if he, you're not talking good about the team that you're cheering for, you think they're against you. Uh, so I think Buck and Aikman get a lot of hate, which I, I'm i not a huge Aikman guy, but I, I love Joe Buck. So I... I just think that a lot of Packers fans, if you're not saying something good about them, that you think they hate you. Um, so I think that's that one. On the other side, I don't know about you guys. I don't have a group that I feel strongly about. Like, I don't love the Monday Night Football group. They're better than they had been. I just, I don't think, I don't like Steve Levy. Um, Greasy's just kind of like, mm. and then was it Lewis Riddick, I guess. Um, like, we'll bring some good stuff to the table. Like, I generally will just mute announcers at this point uh, if I don't really like them. I'll give them five minutes, and if I'm not a big fan, I'll just mute them and turn on music or something. So I think I used to have, like, a hated group, um, which was Tessator, Witten, and Booger. <laughs> so just the other yeah, Monday Night group. <laughs> but uh, right now, I don't know if there's any group I, I really dislike. Um, so I don't know where you guys sit on both of those things. 
I literally agree with you on everything that you said. Like, the answer is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman that a lot of Packers fans dislike, and they're just, you know, I think people just love to hate them all the time because they're there, they're accessible, they're, they've been around for a long time. And then the same thing, like, I am not in love with, any broadcasting duo. I mean, I really like when Tony Romo's on there and he's talking about and predicting the game and what's going to happen and everything like that. But I, I don't know. I guess it's just not something I'm super into. I'm not really married to any anyone on that idea there. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you. I understand. Like, there's a crap ton of Packers fans that think that Joe Buck and Troy Bacon hate the Packers, which for me, I don't like, I listen to this. I listen to the games like they call and I don't see it. I don't see that at all, but it is what it is. And you, you know, if you have that preference, like I get it, but I would say I understand a little bit more why Packers fans hate having Greg Jennings on their games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, they hate the Greg Jennings and now like being the color analyst. Uh, I legit thought he did a really good job. Like when the Packers had him on a couple games and it was Minnesota and stuff like that. I thought he, he did very well. I think he wasn't uh, biased one way or another. And he had some really good information to, to dispel. So I liked him. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of up in the air. And again, like, I, I don't have a uh, announcer that I really hate because I just respect the fact that the, that people can do that because it is an unbelievably difficult job to do and it's something that everybody's like yeah I could do that I could call a game and talk like I I will challenge you take it like record an entire Packers game and then once you're done you can record yourself calling the game and listen to how many times you screw up, say something stupid, or, you know, in general, just don't make any sense whatsoever. Talking for what, I mean, two and two hours that like that a game runs outside of commercials. It's an unbelievably difficult thing to do. And then be very, very uh, comprehensive on talking about the game itself yeah, it's super difficult. So uh, I, I have the utmost respect for the people that can do it and do it well and be paid to do it on top of that. So I, for one, don't have anybody for me that I, that I really hate listening to. Uh, Matt also had a question from last week, and he wants to know, this was his secondary food question, wants to know, if cost weren't uh, an issue, what would you eat for dinner tomorrow so he knows us obviously very well and asks a food question to follow up so sarah if you could uh, <laughs> i'm just remembering the pre-show conversation uh sarah what would you eat if money wasn't an issue hey you guys um if <laughs> money wasn't an issue i would have ruth chris steakhouse tomorrow for dinner i it's just the best. And that was kind of when I was younger, um, we would go there for like only special. And I know Steve, you're going to be like, Oh, was that yesterday that you were younger? But (laughs) Ruth's Chris was always just kind of a place. Like we never went a lot, but if something really exciting happened and then my parents would take my brother and I there and we would go as a family. So I remember when I like got accepted uh, to UCF, like we went there to celebrate and it was just kind of like a, a very special occasion place. And I will never forget the first time I went there when they like brought the food out and the steak was like the filet was like sizzling on the plate. And I was just like blown away by that. But that place is incredible. Big filet. I would absolutely love that with some mashed potatoes. Just you know, give it all to me. I'd love to eat there if I wasn't on a budget right now. Then all I can picture is Sarah doing like a ducktails dive into Publix chicken tenders. Well, that's what I will be eating because I am. On- <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dusty, what about you? Uh, for me, I mean, uh, just just from a food perspective, I mean, 
I mean, like if you're, if we're booking travel into it, there's just an insane lobster place up in uh, Portland, Maine that it's not overly expensive, but the drive to get there is crazy. And I just want it again so bad. But uh, as far as just food costs, I'll go. There's a, a place local to me that does like big, big steak stuff. It's called uh, Drake's and they've got a like a $70 tomahawk steak that I had a couple years back. And I, I think about it like every single week man it, it was just the best steak i've ever had it was incredible and then um they've got a lobster mac and cheese they like a smoked lobster mac and cheese and then they also had uh, blanton's we've talked about blanton's before we're not big fans but they had blanton's store pick single barrel there that was incredible so if i'm if i'm doing a meal man i'm going back there i'm getting that i'm getting a tomahawk steak some of that smoked mac and cheese the, the, the lobster and everything in there and then i'm getting uh getting me some blanton's as well so uh, good to do it up, man. Uh, when I can go to a restaurant again, it's going to be great. <laughs> I did reply to uh, to him last week, but uh, I would go Shaw's Steakhouse or Crab House in Chicago, and my wife. It was a favorite restaurant for my wife and I. We did oysters on the half shell. I would get a fillet that had crab and bernet sauce on top of it. They had excellent uh, martinis, and, man, we would do it up every once in a while, you know, before we had kids and, you know, we you know had a disposable income. So that was always a lot of fun. But, man, that was, uh, that was always a good time. Next up, we've got Dawn, and this is a dusty theme question. Mm. And I have a feeling we're going to argue with each other, but she wants to know, what is fun dip? Uh, the, so, Dusty, we'll, we'll let you start before we tell you how dumb you are. Uh, the short answer is it's a, it's a snack. And the long answer is is it's a stick of sugar that you dip into uh, other sugar and then you eat. It's just sugar. That's the mm-hmm. real answer. It's mm-hmm. sugar. Not but it's sugar food? that you dip into other sugar. How the hell do you qualify that as a snack? Yeah. It's like the popcorn thing she asked us last week, man. Like, no. That anything's is completely a, any, different. Anything's a snack if you're snacking on it. Anything's a meal if you eat enough of it. Listen, I have a very loose definitions of these things. <laughs> no, I'm fully aware that you have loose definitions Wait, of a lot of things. Can we back up? So you said anything is a snack if you're snacking on it. And yeah. Hear correctly that you said anything is a meal if you're mealing on it. If you, if you eat enough of it, I think oh, I like I, I like your phrase better. If you're mealing on it, if I said that, then then kudos to me because I like that phrase. I do like that phrase. So by your definition, mm. if you're snacking on human flesh after you've shanked a guy because you're driving far enough to get something, mm. that is a snack to you. You just said you're snacking on it, so yeah. On yes, human Steve. flesh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, well, Don, this is a weird thing, but the actual you made answer it weird. is... This, you made it no, weird. No, no, no. You agreed to the fact of human flesh. I took it to a weird level, and you said yes, which made it weird. Okay. It's still snacking. It's still through snacking on oh, it. Oh, my God. It's a candy. It is purely candy because all it is is sugar, and Dusty's an idiot. So that is the actual answer. Next up, Christopher wants to know, and this one uh, apparently also just for Dusty. So, Sarah, we're not going to answer because his name is legit in this tweet. Why will the Packers win the the next Super Bowl, Dusty? So, And there's no comma in there, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's Super Bowl, Dusty. Super Bowl, Dusty. That's my own thing. thing. Yeah, that's my own thing that's that I we don't know about. I just hold it in the backyard. It's you know, it's <laughs> it's small. Each of my kids gets a football, and we see who can run the fastest. It's it's we're waiting for you to take win, off, Steve. You win every year, don't you? <laughs> oh my goodness, by a large margin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, and you know, we we talked about losing Aaron Jones, like losing Jamal Williams. I feel like this team, you know, they they took a step up from year one to year two. I think they're rounding into their final form, man. Um, I think you know the power running with Dylan is on a different level than what Jamal Williams gave them. So you've got that it, with Jones gone, that stink, that stinks. But you get like likely some other kind of scat back, someone back there that can do the receiving stuff out of the backfield. Just the more I dig into this offense and just the trend of offenses in general. This seems like this is the next 
evolution, kind of the next iteration of that based on kind of how defenses are adjusting to be able to run and pass, not even just out of the same formation, but with the same personnel and be very, very good at both. Like basically having five guys on the field at any given moment that can block or legitimately be a good pass receiver. Like that's huge. And that's kind of where they're at. And they've got, you're getting Deguara, Deguara back, which I feel like unlocks stuff there as well. We saw a glimpse of what Dylan could do this past year. Uh, we know what MVS is. Maybe he takes a small step up. Maybe he doesn't, but he's still the speed guy, and they figured out how to use him last year in ways that benefited the entire team. So it just it feels like, and then I think with also with the defense, I think they're going to be more aggressive. I think it's going to be a better unit under Barry. I just I feel like this team, this offense specifically, it's, you know, we saw that big jump. We're not going to see a huge jump from year two to year three, but just that level of comfort, just that consistency we didn't have. Like I said, I think it feels like they're just, they're rounding another final form. I'm, I'm super high on this team. I'm really, we're not, you know, the draft has not happened yet. Free agency has not happened yet, but I mean, we saw how close they've gotten, you know, I guess the first year, not really that close. They did an NFC championship game, but it would have been a shocker if they'd won it. We saw how close they got this past year. Like I do feel like they're, I feel like this is it. There's there's a lot of reasons to be super, super high on this team. Okay, so now a question for everybody. Uh, but for this one's from Matthew. He wants to know, workouts and interviews make me fall in love with prospects at this point in the process. Right now, my crushes are Greg Newsom and Amari Rogers. What are your current draft crushes? And for the food question, do you have a brand of food that you eat but won't eat the rival? So, Sarah, we'll start with you since Dusty just talked for like seven hours. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't really get into the draft either. Like, that's everyone listening knows that. I mean, that's why we uh, we take a little break around the draft each year and we let the people that are experts and that really know what they're talking about and that study um, that area a lot more than we do come in and really educate everybody about what's happening there. But I'll just keep my answer simple. Current draft crushes, anybody from UCF, um, rooting <laughs> for all those guys to end up um, in a great place. And for the food question, yes, I do have a brand of a food item that I eat but won't eat the rival. I guess technically it is a um, it is a place, not like a brand like Oreos or something, but I hate Chipotle because they poisoned me years ago and I used <laughs> to eat there after that incident. Um, so I like only eat at Moe's or Qdoba and I refuse to eat at Chipotle. Like legitimately every time I drive by one, I feel sick. I just can't even look at it. Very bad experience. Um, few years ago not good so not a fan and i refuse to eat there ever again so sorry chipotle doesn't sound like you're sorry mm, no i'm not mm. <laughs> dusty what about you uh i mean man we were talking about before the show it's really hard not to be hyped about greg newsom right now like he's he did uh, pro day workouts came out today uh his raz score by uh kentley platt just came out <laughs> Rad score is 9.51. Uh, he ran an unofficial 4.31 at his pro day, which th- those tend to be uh, elevated a little. They tend to pump those values up a little bit when it comes to pro days. But dude seems legit. It's kind of one of those we were talking beforehand that, like, hey, hopefully he could fall to 29 uh, before the draft, and that seems less and less likely right now. But Newsom, I think, is everyone's draft crush right now. But uh, for kind of a, a later round, you know, third round guy perhaps third or fourth uh i've talked about him before is gainwell uh kenneth gainwell out of memphis uh kind of just a like would fit really well just a quick like you just watch him it's like just a quick almost like you know joystick like movements from a running back that can catch passes i think he was a receiver in high school so really nice hands out of the backfield really really quick like would just be absolutely insane in this offense so that's the guy that again like probably third or fourth rounder um but would just be absolutely tremendous in this offense. Um, so that's the guy I'm kind of eyeing, you know, day two. And then, uh, yeah, food question. I feel like this is really basic, but it's, you know, the first one I come up with on short notice is, uh, and I don't drink a whole lot of soft drinks anymore, but I will drink Coke, and I, you couldn't pay me to drink Pepsi at this point. I, mean, I guess you could if you paid me enough, but I just, I hate Pepsi just so, so much. So I'll go, go Coke over Pepsi. Changed on that one pretty quick. 
couldn't pay me enough to well yeah you could <laughs> it's like if you pay me 50 bucks and say drink this pepsi like yeah it's 50 bucks and it's just a drink like i can survive it i just would not like it i would complain about it the whole time and i'm very big on like if i'm gonna have a coke or a pepsi it depends on the food that i'm eating with it you pair it it's, <laughs> you pair oh, it. it's very <laughs> dependent on what i am eating in order for me to have a coke or a pepsi so like McDonald's, like yeah, that's a obviously that's a Coke that they the fountain Coke that they have is just outstanding. But uh, if I'm having like at home and I have like sandwich and chips and stuff, that's normally something I would go with a Pepsi with. So I know it's weird and I'm a weird dude, but um, as far as me draft crutch wise, I don't have a lot. Like I think there's there's a there's just so much speculation right now, and it's always just crazy. I still. I still go to bat for Kadarius Tony. Like I think he would be so good as a slot receiver for the Packers. And I know he goes anywhere from like 19 to I don't know, in early second round and all the mock drafts and stuff like that, but man, I I feel like if you could throw him out there with with Funches, with e, with Lazard and and Devontae and like all of a sudden you got those four wide receivers throw him in slot like that could be a fun dude that could that could really really do some stuff. The other guy I've been pretty big on is uh, the running back from Ohio State, Trey Sermon. I think he could be a really really fun change of pace guy, especially with if Aaron Jones leaves. I think that would be a good fill in uh, for the Packers right there. I've seen a lot of mocks with inside linebacker going in the first round and i just i can't i can't do it i can't commit to that i cannot get myself excited about it because it was like oh this is the year the Packers are going to get an inside linebacker in the first round I'm like no there's no inhale like they just enjoy tormenting me too much so i don't believe that's actually going to happen as far as the food question uh i would say i was brought up on twizzlers and once I had my first red vine, I, I don't maybe in high school, uh, that is exactly the time that I changed my mind on that. And I am a purely red vine guy now, and those are the best licorice in the world. And Twizzlers, I wouldn't say they're trash, but they're I, no, I just I just not something I ever want to uh, ever want to eat again. So next up, we've got one from Double. Why do fans not trust the front office considering the past few decades of success? I dive into the draft every year with absolute excitement, but I never really get into free agency. Um, Sarah, do you have any thoughts on that one? Hmm. I, I mean, I just think it's, it's Packers fans. They like to be mad about everything. And (laughs) (laughs) we talk about this all the time. Um, I think the reason why, or maybe the root of why fans don't necessarily trust the front office, you know, considering the past few decades of success, is just because the Packers are traditionally not aggressive during free agency and, you know, around this time. And I think people assume that if they're not aggressive and their name is not out there, that they're not doing the right thing um, just because other teams are doing that. So, I think that's just kind of why um, everyone's bored right now. They see that, you know, people are doing things, but the Packers aren't. Why aren't the Packers in that conversation? And really, they don't have to be. So I, th- I think it's a very visual thing. People see that other teams are involved, that there's moves that are being made, and the Packers aren't necessarily making those moves. So they assume something is wrong when, you know, there really isn't anything that is wrong. It just kind of feels that way because nothing's happening. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's 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 pretty much it. I mean it's it's uh it's entire town stuff, right? I mean it's um if they're not winning Super Bowls, the front office is bad. It's it's sustained success doesn't mean a whole lot. I'm not this is not me. This is this is the mindset. It's I mean we kind of know you look at all this stuff and it's a lot of, it's a lot of it who wins the Super Bowl and some of it's who gets out at the right time. Some of it's just luck, man, whether it's injury luck or any number of things. You get to the dance, you get to the playoffs, and you know a lot of different things can happen. Uh, and so the goal is build a team that can get to the playoffs every single year, that can, that can contend, that you feel like is a strong contender every single year, which not every team can do. The Packers do that, but they're not winning Super Bowls. They've won, you know, two in my lifetime, which is which is good. That's enjoyable. I know we talked about last 
week, two weeks ago, kind of uh, Brady and the Patriots kind of destroying to some to some extent uh, what people's expectations for a franchise are. But that, I think that's that it. Kind of comes down to they're not winning the Super Bowl, therefore front office should be doing more. Which I mean, it's funny if you look at what the Eagles won three or four years ago. They won the Super Bowl three or four years ago. Three. They are. Yeah. They are now. I, I don't know, Steve. You you threw the you threw the numbers up like a month ago. Like they could cut like roughly seventy five percent of their team and still be over the cap. They've gotten rid of a bunch of players and front office members, including their starting quarterback, who they were going to build a future around, and are now talking themselves into <laughs> building around Jalen Hurts because that's what the owner wants. They won a Super Bowl four years ago, and now that that entire franchise seems like is an entire disarray. And the Packers will put together a team that is in contention pretty much every single year. I mean, they've made the NFC Championship game two days in, two, or two years in a row, and we know that's not like, I mean, you're not hanging banners for that. But I don't know how you're upset by things like that. I think it's just uh, you look around. I think I think some of it is you don't look around the rest of the league and see what other teams are doing. You don't see the state other teams are in. Because if you look at some of the ebbs and flows, I mean, the Bears were, what, two years ago? The Bears were, well, this is the team that's going to own the division for the foreseeable future. And <laughs> spoiler alert, they have not. Like, ditto the Vikings to a certain extent. Like, it's you look at a, what a bunch of different franchises are, and you look at what the Packers have done. Yeah, maybe it's not, like, super, super sexy. But they're, they're steady every year. They're in the conversation every single year. And I don't know how you ask more than that. I think people just, if again, if they're not winning Super Bowls, they, the front office should be doing more, and the front office is therefore bad. Yep. I mean, my answer is, my answer is super simple. It's uh, Super Bowls. That's the only reason it's everything is skewed because of what the Patriots did and Tom Brady did. And now him moving right down to Tampa Bay and winning another Super Bowl didn't exactly help that. But yeah, legitimately, it is Super Bowls. That's the reason Packers fans get pissed off, because if they were winning a couple of Super Bowls, if they had like two or three more sprinkled in there. I think you would have people a lot more happy uh, fan-wise, and they would understand some of the decisions and stuff like that. But continued success is great, but when you don't win the whole thing, that's where people start to get itchy. And I think, you know, they they want moves. They want, they want the sexy day one free agency uh, signings. They want all that stuff the Packers fans don't do because it's not smart. Uh, you know, they protect the team. They make sure that they're, as you guys said, have continued success, not just, you know, a couple of years and then just have to dismantle the whole thing. So I think that's that's the whole thing. That's where everything lies and, and kind of that's where, where the answer is. So, Dusty, do you have any more that came in? That's all I've got on my – my side, I think uh, there's one or two. No, I nothing no? more for me, I don't think. No. Okay. Well, then we are excited right now to announce that we are going to be doing an episode with a couple of fans. And so what we're going to do is have you guys uh, DM. You're going to DM me. So this will be this will make life easy on those two. Um, and there's going to be a couple of qualifications. But number one, you're going to write why you love the Green Bay Packers. Number two, you're going to write what is your hottest food take. And number three, you have to be available to record with us on a Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and whatever other fan zones you guys are in. That's uh, time zones you're in. That's exactly when you have to be available. But that is when we record on Tuesday night. So you guys will have until Sunday to get me responses, and we will pick a couple of the best ones that have availability to join us. So we're, we're super excited. I just want to talk Packers with you guys, talk food, and, and kind of maybe hopefully we'll have some, some Packers news to go over. But really excited. We just want to – we love hearing from you guys with your questions, and so we really want to get a couple fans on with us for the uh, for the podcast. So uh, shoot those to me on Twitter at Steve Perhatch, and uh, we'll we'll kind of go from there. And I'll share everything with Dusty and Sarah, and we'll we'll pick some of our favorites. So super excited for that. But before we go, uh, anybody have some closing thoughts, Dusty? Let's. Uh, dive into some of your articles and uh, <laughs> tell us tell us what you're doing now. 
Yeah. Uh, so next week, I was I was hoping to get something up this week, and it just events conspired against me. But uh, next week, I'm going to be starting off season series. I don't know how often it's going to be. Probably uh, an article every two weeks or something. But um, it's kind of one of those that started small, and then I really started digging in. So the first one's going to be next week, and it's going to be over at Cheesehead, and I'm digging uh, pretty deep into the Lombardi sweep. Uh, just kind of looking at. I dug through a whole bunch of old Packer stuff trying to find as many instances of the sweep I could find, as many instances of different variants I could find. So going to be looking at the Lombardi sweep, doing a pretty deep dive into some of the, especially some of the front side blocking stuff, kind of what set that up. I think everyone knows the basics. Maybe this is going to be review for a lot of people, but I think kind of digging in and looking at some of that stuff, both from playbook and from uh, different books written about it and Lombardi's own words and videos and all that stuff, kind of digging into that and then looking at, okay, we all know the sweep how do they combat that and then looking at a couple um, very big instances where they uh they ran some variants kind of set it up a team and then run counter to that so really really fun i mean i'm i'm familiar with the sweep all packers fans are familiar with the sweep uh, but some of the variations and some of the the more specific points of it i'm not was not overly familiar with so this has been i think this is the most work i've ever done on a single article as far as just research and digging in and digging for clips and and doing all that stuff so it's, i'm really really excited about it. again that should be uh next week over at cheesehead that's going to be out but it's it's one of those things i'm putting a lot of time into it i'm having a blast i hope other people think it's good because uh, sometimes those things fall a little flat but uh i think it's gonna be a good one so uh, keep an eye out for that next week and then i don't know what i'm following that up with but uh got, got a lot of plays i'm hoping to look at this off season and uh i felt like i was digging into the packers past and really digging in uh the sweep i had i had to start with that there was no other option really that's that's kind of where i need to start with so it should be fun sounds great i'm looking forward to seeing that dusty thank you me uh, too <laughs> My final thought also is uh, Cheesehead TV related, and that's that um, the draft guide for this year is available for pre-order. So um, right now, if you pre-order it, it's $9.99 before the release date, uh, which is April 7th. And then after that, it's the normal retail price of $12. So regardless, I still think it's a great deal. There's a lot of amazing content in there. I know, like especially for someone like me who isn't necessarily monitoring the draft you know consistently and everything that's happening there it's always good to like catch up on that and read through it and see like oh okay yeah these are some key targets for the Packers um and it's just a lot of work goes into it I think this year there's two or three feature stories um in the draft guide that kind of detail like some of the past picks and just you know how people felt about that so um, definitely check that out if you're interested in supporting. I know there's a lot of great um, work in there done by a lot of great people. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, and actually, that's one of the reasons I don't really dig into the draft is because I just wait for the Cheesehead Draft Guide <laughs> at this point because there's so much great stuff and it gives uh, like a really good kind of, here's some guys to look for and here's why to look for them. There's just the 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 roster of people writing on that thing is just absolutely insane so yeah i just i wait for cheesehead to uh, put up the draft guide and then that's when i start looking at the draft i allow other people to do the work for me and that guides kind of where i start some of my research but it's incredible resource i love that guide work smarter not harder that's right that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i will just end the episode with telling everybody to make sure that you send dusty evely at dusty evely on twitter a positive message to tell him that he needs to be applying for a job at the athletic <laughs> he posted it earlier saying he was thinking about it so uh, everybody needs to shoot him dms and flood his inbox to make sure that that happens because uh, that would be a, a wonderful thing for him. But uh, overall, Thanks, I don't yeah, – I got you. Every once in a while, I like to, you know, throw <laughs> – throw out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It felt weird. It did. It, every time I say something nice about you, it feels weird. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it would be a great thing. So um, outside of that, I'm – you know, everything's going pretty well over here for me. So I'm, you know – Doing, doing good. So make sure you follow us all on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller 4, at C Perhatch, and at Packaday Podcast. Uh, hit us, hit me up with those DMs for anybody who wants to be on an episode with us. It was, we're really excited. Hopefully that'll be a lot of fun. But um, until then, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, go pack, go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.